If you haven't had a chance, check out the Jazz Pod Co-op on Twitter. It's a group of podcasts with like-minded people that just want to share their opinions on the jazz. Here's a preview. Mark and Doug Hincy on the twos and threes. The Three, weird things about two. dude shots is like my favorite. What's like up, folks? NBA it's another edition. It's hitting of the high notes. <laughs> jazz talk. <laughs> <laughs> I am here. I'm celebrating two victories over the LA Clippers. You can find me on the Twitterverse and the IG. That's at Emily and McCoy on the Jazz Gals. Um, uh, again, Twitter, IG, you can like uh, follow at Jazz High Notes, because this is hitting the High Notes Jazz Talk, where we go and look for, you know, what's going on in Jazz Twitter, you know, like, and um, uh, uh, we all see what they're talking about, and we're talking about um, uh, the Jazz Ooh, going up 2-0, uh, uh, how notes. excited are you, Mr. Go the Distance 49? We're not going to dance on any injuries. Oh, man, I'm stoked. I mean, as long as everybody's still, Donovan said he's good, Man and Brian and McCade on home court to press. Get that ankle oh, taped up. He'll be good. giving. I mean, what can I say? You won, you won your games at home. You've done your job. Really you're still one on the road. At least. All right. Um, uh, well, you don't have to still one on the road. I'm technically the not going to be needed at the Jazz Bowl Seven. I mean, well, yeah, but I mean, we're talking about semantics, right? Like, the Jazz could just win all their home games, and then they'll be good. So, um, uh, Dragon Squatch, um, uh, you know, is a uh, uh, Jazz are up two zero. Um, uh, the Jazz, um, uh, actually, um, uh, according to Dragon Squatch and his theory, the Jazz cannot actually win one, lose one in, in L.A. Hey, definitely don't want to do that. Yeah, you wanna... don't want to go up three one. Don't want to go up three one. Neither of these teams want to go up three one. So. So you just gotta get both of them. No big deal. Just, yeah. Uh, yeah. Just go. Just win. get both of them, and then everyone who said jazz and five are also still wrong. So we'll seek <laughs> solace in that. Stupid idiot. You know, well, so let's go. Let's go four. I have a question. What if they go up three zero? Does that negate the three one thing? No. Three one. <laughs> you know, still three one. So I'm a, uh, it's three one. I'm a regardless. So. Um, yeah, but then then you got then the other team's got to beat you four. The other team's got to beat you four times straight. Team, oh, so I yeah. don't know. Um, uh, you know, not saying it can't happen. Um, so guys, so um, uh, you know, it's we are recording uh, right around midnight um, uh, on June tenth. I'm a happy June 9th, by the way, for everybody. I'm a nice. Um, uh, so we're recording uh, after the game two win, probably about an hour after the game ended. Um, you know, emotions might run high. We might be feeling really good. Um, yeah, even me, even even the wet blanket of, of life here uh, has some good feelings. I'm going to allow us each um, uh, two swear words, so um, uh, use them wisely. You know, right? Um, we have two wins, over, or the Jazz have two wins. Um, uh, on the Clippers, um, uh, we, we didn't record after game one, but so let's, let's go back and talk about game one real quick. The Jazz um, uh, came out and missed, you know, somewhere between 19 and 21 shots. And so... Um, uh, you know, like the day of was like, oh, they missed 19 shots in a row. Then like ESPN had like 20 shots in a row. And then someone the next day said 20, whatever it was, it was basically a, um, uh, F load of, um, uh, shots they missed. Uh, that's, that's what it comes down to. Um, and, um, uh, they somehow still fought back. This jazz team um, uh, has um, uh, fought back many times, uh, this year um, after bad first, I, I want to say game one. Uh, of the season, the Clippers and the Jazz, the Jazz got down. You know, the game one or game two, the Jazz got down big and came back and won. And I remember asking, like, are we worried about first half Jazz anymore? And this sort of felt like the same where the Jazz spotted the team a lot of points. And maybe it was fatigue. 
maybe it was just the jazz, some uh, fighting heart. Maybe it was the crowd energy. Uh, all eighteen thousand and one people that were in the st- in the stadium, I'm, uh, giving the you know like the Goku spirit bomb, giving the jazz their energy uh, to fight through. Um, go to this is forty nine, Jared. How was that um, uh, game one there? Man, it was it was incredible. I had uh, a superhero of a person next to me, and Garrett Hadley, you know Logan's a uh, part-time lover. But um, I wish <laughs> it's merely a dream at this point. Uh, man, I, I love I love that guy. He was he's legitimately cool. He posted a a thing explaining gang signs like either earlier today or yesterday, and I was just like, bro. <laughs> This is legitimately funny. Um, anyways, yeah, lots of love to Mr. Hadley there. But it was especially that first quarter we were living and dying of basically every position um, until it until the game started getting away from us a little bit, and then I started getting livid because Luke Kennard was cooking us and who is eating some kind of chip or something? I don't know what he's doing. He's <laughs> pulling Jared having snacks in the middle of the. No, I, I said he's pulling it, Jared. He's got to pull him over and tell him the rules again. No, no, no religion, no politics, no snacks. Uh, <laughs> did we lose him? You want to? You want to know? You want to know what's exciting? Did, you, you, you want to fall the, into the bag of snacks? You want to know the great thing about that <laughs> is Jared. Jared usually interrupts um, uh, anybody who's talking. He interrupted. He interrupted. He interrupted himself, um, uh, giving a point. That's crazy. That is so crazy to me. <laughs> hey man, I, I, I've been. I've, I've if, you wanna, if, you, if you want to be the best better. at something, you got to be the best at something. I guess. Oh man. All right, Logan. So the, um, I, I think uh, the, the first half was. Uh, it was. It was a lot of. I think what we predicted. They came out a little rusty. I think the biggest difference was they actually showed some, they showed the ability to come back in the second half, which was phenomenal. I think, you know, at least I shouldn't say we, at least my prediction was the first half would go as the first half did. Um, but uh, who, it was, who, what is going on over there? I don't know what it is. It's loud, whatever it is, that noise. But uh, it was, it was, it was interesting in that uh, it felt like the second half of game one and the first half of game two were kind of just a continuation of each other. And then, uh, the second half wasn't great for the Jazz. It looked like it looked like the Clippers made some defensive adjustments, and obviously, well, I take that back. We came out and put it up to like what twenty-one, right? And then after that, the, they they switched up some things defensively, and uh, it was a little bit tighter down the stretch. I, I, how we don't have an answer for Reggie Jackson is confusing to me. But uh, on the positive end, uh, real positive end, we can, I, I just I who would have ever thought when we said who's going to guard the other guy between. Paul George and Kawhi that Bohan was going to be our guy. <laughs> um, uh, I, I just, I, I'm still, I'm still in shock of, of what I've seen. I just can't right. believe. I mean, I can't believe what we um, saw. So um, I made this joke on. So Jared um, had a spaces after the game, and I made the joke because, like, I was thinking about this whole time. I was, I was like, wow, my God, um, you know, on this podcast for what an entire year now, even like you know, prior to the season, you know, in the off season, I have like, uh, you know, I was like, you know. I'm a little worried about uh, Boyan Bogdanovich in the playoffs because, uh, you know, we, we, you know, we were, you know, I at least I remember, you know, Tobias Harris in that Philadelphia game, backing Boyan down 
uh, you know, two or three times um, uh, 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 down the uh, uh, the floor and just bullying him and and, and throwing the uh, bucket in and um, asked him multiple times, you know, if Boyan's not scoring, what else? Because you know he's not a huge rebounder. He's not going to be the guy that gets you a lot of assists. I mean, he he literally had a game where he scored like thirty points with zero stats and everything else. And uh, uh, you know, um, in the in the press conf- post game press conference. Uh, someone asked Quinn about that, and Quinn uh, Snyder said uh, something to the effect of, you know, before the playoffs started, they sat down and had a talk, and, you know, he said, what I need from you, Boyan, is rebounds and defense. And Boyan was like, yeah, I'm locked in, ready to go. And, I, like, to me, he's like, all right, cool, you're locked in. I, I get it, but, like, you know, you've been we, – we have this, like, whole laundry list or a whole, like, history of you – um, uh, you know, you know, every regular season game where you just kind of like sit around and, you know, take threes and, and you know, again, in, in the regular season, that's what you want him to do. You just want him to score. You're not asking like, too much of him, but man, he looks uh, it's like, oh my God, like he's had this this whole time. Like he's, is it, is this the actual secret lineup that we've been waiting for? Is a uh, Boyan just playing defense? Like it's like, oh, maybe I should just try 10% harder. It's crazy. Yeah, I mean, I would have just taken. I would have even just taken the fact that he was. He's been making big shots consistently for the Jazz uh, in the postseason. I mean, that was the thing is, at least offensively, if he can contribute, you know, on a consistent basis. But he's hit big shot after big shot all postseason long. So that was enough for me. And then all of a sudden, you see this uh, was a different was a different level. I did see a couple folks who got a little bit carried away and said that Bohan shut down LeBron when he played for Indiana. And I'm like, okay, well, that's never happened. Um, but uh, it, it was nice. To, I, I didn't know he had it in him. So, I mean, again, I will eat crow and say that was phenomenal. Oh, I, I, know. I, I, I never saw that coming from him. This, so. this bogey crow, is uh, it tastes pretty good. It tastes as good as these um, uh, Sour Patch, <laughs> yeah, yeah. These sour patch water balls that I'm having right pretty now. Pretty good right now, huh? Yeah. Pulling it out of the closet and be like, ooh. <laughs> yeah, like I'm a bogey. Like, like, and here's the thing. Like, people have said that I'm I'm not a hater of Boyan. I had, I had um, uh, some concerns, and he has no, really – Love the guy. Love the guys. Yeah, I I really like Boyan. Um, uh, but like, you know, it is it is weird to me that he's had this like defensive gear that we haven't seen in his tenure as a as a jazz man. Um, yeah, he was just like, oh yeah, uh, I got it, coach. I can turn it on. Like, wait, 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 wait a minute, Boyan. Like, so all those times when you were um throwing the ball away and missing your shots, you could just play defense a- a- instead. Like, all right, like. <laughs> I- I'm- <laughs> Uh, okay, but you know, cool. I, 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 this uh, always comes off to me criticizing hey, Boyan. No, Boyan has been great. Boyan has been like as much as Donovan and Rudy have been. And uh, Boyan's been the the third most important player in the series so far. Hey, who? Um, I'm get. I'm thinking the Boyan switch must be under one of those break only in case of emergency glass. You know, so it's hard to put away once you. <laughs> Let's break it out. <laughs> he's, just, he's just leaking. He's just leaking all over the place. He's just spraying. <laughs> So just uh, spraying all over everyone. Yeah, shout hope- out to Mike underscore LAX Ned because uh, he's the one that said that Boyan played good defense. He said Boyan played good in the spaces. He said Boyan played good defense against LeBron. I don't think he said he clamped LeBron, but I don't. But there's some other guys on the timeline that probably said that. So shout out to Logan. Yeah, I mean, I'm just I'm just saying if I, I don't think LeBron had not made it to the, the Eastern Con- uh, Championship in the last like ten years of being in the East, so he didn't really shut him down, but. Anyway, I mean, he's either here nor then at that point. But you're right; it was just a couple people who got a little got a little wild and, and tweeted that out, which is, no. you know, and just like no one really ever stopped Jordan or Kobe or 
Yeah, exactly. LeBron. You don't really stop any of them. But it was, I mean, to what he did to Paul George, it just seemed to, it seemed to kind of, obviously that's just the, the magic of watching the game. But it just seemed to kind of build on itself. It's like you start paying attention, like, hold on a second. Like, you know, Kawhi Leonard's like kind of passing it off quite a bit with Bohan. Because you first you see Bohan guard Kawhi, you're like, oh, this is not good. Because the momentum of the game wasn't good at that point. And you're like, okay, well, he, he you know, Kawhi missed. And then it just kind of seemed to build on itself. Okay, he missed and he missed. And then it obviously, you know, peaked there when he tied him up at half court, which is just, I don't, I just don't even know what to say about that. I don't, I don't have any more words. But uh, no, it was it was it was great. I think that the 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 uh, you know you never want to be pumped about a twenty-one point lead getting blown. But I do love I do like the fact that we're respond. They've responded well in both of these games. Uh, we were always we were definitely concerned about them in close games, and they've they've answered the call both times right. in both of these these Clipper games, which is I think kind of the one remaining question we had about them was how do they do in close games because it was either blowout or we never really got a shot at a good team full strength. And if it was, it just seemed to have some tough breaks, yeah. but uh, um, always, always play the Clippers tight though. It doesn't nothing when these teams are relatively full strength. It's never, it never really is a, a beat down on either side. Yeah. A lot of people in the third quarter were doing victory laps. I'm like, wow, there's a lot of game left. I mean, you know, 19, 20 yeah. point lead is pretty good, but it, it oh. goes, it goes quick. Our friend, Friend of the pod, uh, Uni Kim had a tweet that everybody was replying to because they were upset with her because she was at um she was at her rehearsals for her, the play that she's doing and she's like oh it looks like the Jazz have this well in hand and that was when we were up twenty and then people are like delete delete <laughs> and I was just like oh poor Uni pulled in that hardy oh, no. Uni Kim I'm uh, not technically friend of the pod friend of us like friend of me you know my Twitter friend uh, I would like <laughs> she's to meet enemy her. of the Pod? No, she's she she just hasn't been on the pod yet. So um, uh, you know, like I'm a uh... friend of the friend of the jazz pod co-op. Yeah, there she's on the jazz again. It's, like, oh, yeah. it's like a second cousin, I guess. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, they're 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 pod they're us adjacent. So, um, and uh, hey, did you guys see that jazz came back? Uh, Matt Sanchez jazz brought pod, on yeah. Butler. Shout out yeah, to I was the... like, I was like, we should pump him up, and I'm like, he got bowler jack. I'm like, no, we don't need to pump him up at all. He's fine. <laughs> yeah, right. um, it's like, the, it's like the unsalvageables. I'm not mentioning them. They were, they like, they came out with all the juice. They don't need any help. Yeah, they're, they're, they're like, they're like, te- they're teetering on not even being co-op eligible. Um, <laughs> yeah. But uh, um, um, yeah, so uh, I'm looking at the scat stats here now. So, all right, so um, I, I, if you know it off the top of your head, go ahead and t- tell me. Quiet Leonard, how, uh, how many points did he have today, guys? Twenty-one. Twenty-one. Paul George, how many points did he have? Twenty-two. He had twenty-seven, but he had to get he he <laughs> he, he went eight for eighteen. Kawhi went eight for seventeen. Uh, you know they're you know two for six, two for four from three point line respectively. Uh, Kawhi, or sorry, uh, Paul George did go nine for nine from the uh, free throw line, and their leading scorer Reggie Jackson twenty nine. All right, so um, what did uh, you guys think about the what did you guys think about the uh, the uh, PG Donovan bump? I've got, I, my, I, I didn't really, I don't really see it or haven't rewatched it because I just won't. But it seems to be that ninety-five percent of people are claiming it to be a dirty, dirty play. But there's a five percent saying this is not even close to being dirty. But I, 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 I've never really understood why we hate PG so much, anyways. But yeah. I guess this maybe we're searching, seeking. I, I was, I was going to ask this anyway, but why, why, why say, we hate him so much? But I don't really know what it is. Honestly, I was going to say confirmation bias. Um, that play, I mean, it, it didn't look super dirty to me. It looked like it didn't. It didn't look super dirty to me, honestly. It was, I don't know how if it was even planned or just completely inadvertent. So, 
Um, yeah, like I'm, I saw the replay. I was like, oh, it, I don't know. I was just like, I was like, I'm, I'm like, what happened? Like, I, I really couldn't tell in slow motion and on the replay, um, on the first watch. I'm like, I, don't, I couldn't tell what happened. So it was probably best you avoided it because it was immediately followed by our, you know, your favorite and our some of our very favorite uh, Twitter doctors. They're really good. Like they, they are just giving a diagnosis just left and right, like it's no one's business. So, dude, dude, that happened three times this game. All for Donovan said it's not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it happened three times this game. It happened for Boyan. It happened for Donovan twice. Yeah, like so. Um, yeah, well, we'll see. I mean, it did look bad. Like um, Donovan did. You know, you see that slow motion wince, and you're just like, oh boy. You know, I mean, it, us as fans, it, it makes us nervous. I, I get it, but. You know, uh, it's it's okay for it to make you nervous. What what social media exasperates is that like, then you put your nervousness out into this universe, you know, for everybody to see, and it goes to like, and you know, you know, it's it's the the uh, the uh, oh, shoot the the rumor game, the whisper game. What's that one called? Telephone game, um, where you, know, you say something, and then when it gets to the end, it's uh, you know, purple monkey dishwasher, and um. Uh, it's it's crazy because like you know you say you know it's, it's like when you say oh he blew he blew his ACL oh like you know oh boy he, he just we have no idea we, you know we're watching it sure we have all these cameras and everything again but Twitter doctors we we don't know you know we just don't know anything and so by putting it out there it doesn't help anything you know best case scenario is that oh guess what you you guessed correctly what the injury was awesome like it doesn't help anybody I, I don't see the benefit to it I guess so um, yeah I'm not fan of it. So, um, uh, you know, what, uh, so before we get to the stuff that I, I, I'm worried about, let's get to the uh, things that I, I liked about this game, uh, in game two. Um, so the, the Clippers started Zubak today. Um, and, and I'm pretty sure they, so last game they had more starting at center. They decided, you know, let's, um, let's try um, Zubak today. Um, uh, shout out to X, um, uh, Hems, um, Hemihuli, who last game said that Zubak was the worst Pokemon anyway. <laughs> um, uh, I thought that was a hilarious tweet. That's um, great. And so, uh, so what that to me when I see that, I'm like, oh, those Clippers are trying to make um, different adjustments to the Jazz. Like they saw what happened in game one. They're like, okay, we need to make some adjustments. Um, McCade always says that um, uh, you want the teams to adjust to you, not you adjust to the teams. Um, and so um, I, I thought it was like, okay, and you know, the beginning of the quarter, it didn't work. It did not work, right? Zubac got put in um, uh, like the pick and roll like four or five times, and Don cooked him each time. Uh, so I thought that was cool. Um, Reggie Jackson scoring twenty nine is a problem, but uh, you know, uh, again, if if Kawhi and Paul George are scoring you know less than thirty on you know you know less than fifty percent shooting, not shooting you know a ton of free throws. I mean, nine is a lot for Paul George, but only four for Kawhi Leonard. Um, and you know that means Boyan and Royce are doing. You know, I would say pretty good jobs if, if those are the scores, and then everybody else is like eight, seven. So you know, Luke Kennard, who had a like eighteen in the game one, only had three in ten minutes. Um, uh, in this game, in game two, um, what what are the things that did, did you guys see from the first two games that you liked, uh, uh, Logan? I mean, the, the, what I touched on earlier, I like the response they got out of them. I like the fact that, um, I I just like the fact that they they didn't blow it at the end, and I also think that. Uh, I don't know. There's, I, I don't think that the Clippers are going away though. I mean, they've made adjustment after adjustment. I mean, they keep doing a lot of different things defensively. Like you said, how we, we can't even fathom the idea of like even altering our starting lineup without injury. These guys are just like throwing out 
different lineups, different rotations uh, regularly. I mean, it was like you said, we, we, we kind of said, well, they won't play five small ball much. And then they started the game with it. And it was like, okay, well, I mean, kudos to us for finding it, but I just, I still didn't think they do it. And like you said, they switch it up. They they didn't play Beverly or Boogie very much in the first game. And then Beverly played almost. So it, it's just, it's, it's hard to know what you're going to get from them. I think they're going to keep mixing it up and keep them honest. They played zone defense, I guess there. I, I, I can't believe I didn't notice they were playing zone defense. I didn't even pick up on that. That's when, uh, that's um, when um, uh, they start to like go cold in the third quarter, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, the, I, I don't, I don't think, I mean, I know, that, I know that we, or I, I, I won't lump you guys into my terrible Tyrone Lou takes. Uh, but I think that he obviously got a lot of hell for what he said at the end of game one with thinking Rudy was going to come off the floor. But I, I think he's been pretty good about making adjustments and calling time, timely timeouts. And, 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 and they're, they're a fairly deep team. So, I mean, I, I don't I don't know what we're going to see from them. But I like the fact that the Jazz have been versatile enough to continue to find ways. And, and like we always talked about, and especially Mark's talked about a lot, and that is they've had the courage to continue to play their game. Like they, even in the first half of that other game, they, it, it was terrible to miss 21 straight shots, but it was essentially their offense. It just wasn't falling. I refuse to use our, that cliche, but uh, <laughs> you guys all know what it is. But uh, uh, it was, but they have, you know. they, they, they've been playing the way they've always played. Everyone told right. us the playoffs is going to be different. You have to adjust them. They really yeah. did. They, they've been playing their basketball and that's right. the encouraging sign. And we still have Mike Connolly. So that's, yep. You know. I I wrote down four notes while you were talking, Logan. So let me get through them before we get to Jared here. Like, so you talk about like um, they're not they're not the quote unquote same old jazz, right? You know, nope. we expect the same old jazz to fold. We expect the same old jazz to get you know hit with a late run and then just and just collapse. But they strike back. They hit back. Um, you talked about Quinn. No, and... they they lost the lead, called a timeout, and went on a five zero run, took yeah. it right back. Yeah, it's like I mean that's 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 not same old jazz. This is uh you know as I've said all year, different jazz team. Um, and so we talk about Quinn, and and we talked about this a lot all year. Quinn ad- and adjustments, right? Like, and this will go on with like what happened in the first half and the second half of Game One is, um, we we sometimes um, get on Quinn for like keeping his rotations the same, you know, and not, you know, reacting to what's happening in the game. And maybe he's not he's not overreacting, you know. We, we get mad at him for not like, you know, m- making changes or whatever. But maybe he's right. Like I've always talked about how I'm not quite sure. If Quinn's a great like, going to halftime, change up you know a, a strategy thing. I think Quinn is a great guys. We know all we have to do is execute better. We have a great game plan from the get go. We just need to and, and I, I I said this. I, I didn't want to tweet it last game, but I want to say I tweeted this out in game one or two of the season uh, against the Clippers where they did the same thing. They um, had a bad first half. Second half did the same thing, and I was like, I don't think the Jazz are actually doing anything different in the first and, and second half. And, you know, I was sort of trolling, and somebody was like, well, then why do they have the lead now? Because I'm like, well, the sh- their shots are falling, and the Clippers are not. Like, sometimes, you know, as Logan hates the cliche, make or miss, right? Um, the Jazz just run their plays, and if they execute it, because, like, everyone's like, oh, the, the Jazz are, need to do something different. Like, the Jazz were getting wide-open shots. And then I kept seeing people, go to the hoop, go to the hoop. And then, like, like JC would go to the hoop and get just get blocked by Zubat. Uh, I, I want to call him Zubat now. Um and I was, I was like, well, see, you know, he they went to the hoop when it wasn't when the shot wasn't there. What was there was a wide open corner three. They just kept missing them, and um, uh, if, you know, maybe it was nerves, maybe it was rust, whatever it was. Like their game plan was working. They were they're generating those shots that they've hit all year, and uh, yeah. So I don't know. And um, uh, yeah, the Ty Lue Gobert comment it was really weird. I was like, I was like, okay, I understand that coming from like 
analysts and NBA fans or whatever, but you know, uh, an NBA coach thinking that Gobert's coming off the court, court I'm like, well, maybe, maybe those those you know Gobert narratives really helped the Jazz in that case that uh, the Clippers didn't want to take a timeout. So. Uh, a really big block. I, yeah, I, I don't want to be a Tyrone Lue apologist, but I'm going to be a Tyrone Lue apologist. I don't even know if he meant that. Like he was, he was on the hot seat for why he didn't call his timeout, right? Yeah. Like, and so, like, just like the rest of us, you say dumb shit sometimes when you're like put on the spot. I mean, I don't think he's that dumb, yeah. but um, it's st- it still makes for great. It still makes for great headlines and yeah. uh, makes it look. In, I don't know, makes it look interesting. But I think you're right when it comes to Quinn. I don't. I don't necessarily think he makes a ton of adjustments i wanted to say i want to give him credit for maybe adjusting his rotations with the players but i think there's still a little bit of frustration in this playoffs i don't know you guys tell me too with rudy seems to not be playing rudy's minutes still seem low i know there's been more flexibility with donovan's minutes but i don't think that that's a product of the injury and the Connolly situation the shuffle so i think he's just he's going to be the way he is and uh, an interesting little thing that i saw i don't mean to go too far off the rails but uh we all saw Dwayne Wade there at game one, coaching him up on the sideline, which was something I've honestly never seen before by, by obviously an owner, but someone who wasn't a coach or player. It was, it was interesting Then I saw a thread the next day, I think with like Dan Clayton, uh, plant-based Chad. And then uh, I think our guy Jerome hopped in there for a second, but kind of mm-hmm. talking about how that may be controversial <laughs> with yeah. Quinn. Cause he's such a control freak. Um, but Dwayne Wade came out today and said he had the blessing of Quinn Snyder to do that. But that was just, that was a very, I've never seen that in any sport before. I don't know if right. you guys have ever seen that, but that was definitely different. Uh, I think the Jazz really, um, no, I, uh, to answer your question, no. And uh, Quinn also talked about it in his press when they asked him about it. I mean, it was something to talk about. I mean, it was just a theory. Again, sometimes like we talk in theoretical terms and then it gets blown up and, you know, it shouldn't probably have got blown up. Um, the Jazz, I think, missed Dwayne Wade today. Dwayne Wade was probably hosting a, uh, uh, a watch party for um, uh, um, the Cube at his house today, so um, he couldn't be at the Jazz game. Hi, I'm McCoy. Hi, I'm Emily. And we're the Jazz Gals. If you're looking for in-depth Utah Jazz basketball analysis, this ain't it. <laughs> but if you are looking to discuss how great Rudy's beard looked this week, Jazz Twitter crushes, or other fun pop culture things, you have come to the right place. That's right, and you can find us wherever you get your podcasts. And also on Twitter at JazzGalsPod. Go Jazz! Go Jazz! Hey, I'm Mark. And this is Doug. What's up? And we're co-hosts of a weekly podcast on the Utah Jazz called Twos and Threes. It's available on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, and wherever else you get podcasts on your feed every Monday morning. Mark's my big brother, and you could say this podcast is a family affair, but really we think of the jazz and jazz nation as our family. So we'd love for you to participate with us to listen, and really, let's do this together. Go jazz. Go jazz. Be our family. Boom. Um, so, J-Rod, so now, sorry, we we're going to get to you now. Uh, game one, game two, you know, two jazz wins. What have you liked? I'm uh, uh, seeing from the Jazz, or I'm uh, seeing what the Clippers have done um, uh, that you liked in these first two games. Well, shout out to um, I don't know this guy, but I I thought come across the timeline not that long ago. Uh, but this guy Jack with the handle at High Hoops Cast has a stellar nickname for defensive Boyan. He calls him Boyan Lockdown. I believe. 
Uh, I, Bogdanovich, I, I saw that one, yeah. Uh, well, hey, you said it, so now who has to edit? <laughs> That's right. He said two swears, and I got my third one. My bad. Wait, what was what, what, you, you already swore twice? I only got you yeah, for one. What happened? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> Wait, um, wait, wait, wait! What was his nickname again? I didn't hear it. <laughs> you want, you want, you want me to swear now? Uh, no, just, just go ahead. I say I, I really didn't hear. My, it my quote has been hit since it's Jared's turn. <laughs> Boy, you unlocked down a bitch. Gotcha. <laughs> uh, no, bitch is fine. Okay, it's, it's, it's mostly f words and s words. Okay, gotcha. Bitches be crazy. Anyway, normalize yeah. is a regular word. Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> it's a good one, man. Um, okay, so also. You know, this is kind of credit to Jams because I'm thinking in a in a Spanish sort of space right now because he was posting something earlier that was in Spanish. He said he has a pinchy cabron T-shirt that the Jazz have never lost when he w- wears it this year or whatever. And I was going to say, um, you know, because of you, Jams, uh, el jazz más fuerte, los jazz más fuerte. <laughs> yeah, we're the Jazz are stronger. Well, I didn't say are. I, I left out the verb because you know I'm bad at Spanish. Anyways, <laughs> Jeremiah Jensen said the knock on wood, the Jazz have never lost a series when going up 2-0. So, um, yeah, I guess we're eight and zero in those situations. Lots of oh, man, lots of cool stuff. Now I do want to remind everyone that this is a Clippers team. That went down 2-0 and came back to win that series. I mean, I think we're a better team than the Mavericks, but still, you know. Yeah, I mean, they, they still have two at home. I mean, very well be in in four days, five days, we can come back to a 2-2 series in Utah. So, I mean, yep. I think that's probably likely. Actually, I think um, uh, all the betting sites and the 538s and the 569s and the whatever. have the, Yes, nice. And I'm um, a... Uh, 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 all those guys have have the Clippers winning the next two games at home. So, um, gotcha. yeah. So I mean, it, it is very likely. Uh, I, I I understand the the sentiment of like, hey, let's not get too high here. Um, but yeah, like I'm a, this Jazz team, um, uh, like they they have they have Donovan M Mitchell. That that M stands for mother. Yeah. You know, like um. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh well. Yeah, like I'm uh, uh Donovan just uh, like he's been playing so well, right? And uh, like we're seeing him, um, we're seeing an evolution. Like in game one, um, watching him like see Kawhi come for the double team and just run away from it, like just so because uh, the times that he doesn't get trapped, it like he's he's throwing the ball away a lot when he gets trapped. But um, he's also recognizing that double team's coming and how to get away from it very quickly. So the evolution. Um, so let's talk about things that we. Okay, I'll talk about things. If you guys are worried, you know, let me know. If you guys aren't worried, let me know. Uh, I am worried because I'm, uh, you know, we've had two, like the first game was a, a really subpar game from both Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, uh, Kawhi Leonard, I would say, and the Jazz won that one that way three, and so when um, when uh, Colin Cowherd and all those guys were like saying, oh, this is this is a good loss for the Clippers, like I didn't, I don't know if I disagreed with that. I think I'm, uh, you know, the, the Clipper fans should have been pretty ecstatic that they came in on a day and a half of rest, you know, flying. Right after um, uh, the game against the Mavericks, basically the day after the Mavericks coming into Utah, elevation tired, um, you know, not getting good games from Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, and losing by three. Um, I think that was yeah. You know, if, if you're a Jazz fan, if, if the roles were completely reversed, you'd have been pumped as a Jazz fan. We right. all have been saying the same thing, Colin did. 
look at what happened with the Jazz after the after the Grizzlies game. Like, oh yeah, we were rusty, but we came back and like they, they made you know someone said the fake comeback. Only lost by three. Only lost by three, exactly. So like I mean, you know, there a lot of Jazz fans. I mean, there's this national media disrespect. I get it, but um, and this game again, like they got better games from Kawhi and Paul George, but not. Uh, I, there was not any point where I thought, oh, God, you know, here, here's Kawhi time. Here's Paul George time. And, you know, again, credit to Boyan, credit to Royce for giving that, you know, they're letting Reggie Jackson cook him or then Luke um, uh, uh, Cornette or whatever his name is um, uh, 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 get him. But, you say Cornette? Yeah. Um, uh, uh, but those guys, um, uh, if you can have subpar games from Paul George and uh, Kawhi Leonard and let those other guys cook, um, you the Jazz might be really okay with that, right? Yeah, that would be my only pushback too. Is that they haven't been they haven't been great, but also there's been a bunch of dudes who aren't that great who've been great. So um, maybe that's the philosophy. And I guess it's in theory they all can be great at the same time. But it does. I don't know. I wouldn't expect to see it. Yeah, I mean, if, the if Jazz... you want more from them, I can also say those other dudes probably are just they're like they're out they're out playing themselves. Right. Because I mean, the Jazz, the Clippers seem to have um, a lot of one side of the, of the ball type guys. You know, uh, Patrick Beverly. Um, uh, who else was there that they kind of had that there? Uh, Kennard, um, uh, Rondo, Rondo. The Jazz didn't even see Rondo today. Like guys, no, that... Rondo didn't play tonight, yeah. which I was confused about because he he did seem like he was decent in the last game, so I was confused. I because here's the thing: Pat, aren't Patrick Beverly and Rajon Rondo sort of the same guy? Um, uh, you know, you know, their defensive pass. Rondo's a better ball handler. But um, uh, you know, I prefer Rondo. I I'm with uh, Westbrook on this this one. Pat Bev tricked y'all. I'm sure, but I mean, I mean, Pat Bev, Pat Bev, I don't know if he had a you know he, he didn't have a good offensive game, but he did um uh, he did you know he, that steal against Joe Ingles like he, he was a pesk all all game you know, um so you know I I don't know I don't know if um uh, Pat Bev was that much better than Rajon Rondo or or vice versa, uh but you know th- those are guys that. You know, Luke Kennard, you, you can't put um uh, you can't put out there um uh, for an entire game. Like, there's situations that they can put out there, but he gets cooked. Right. You know, Zubak was getting cooked. Like, I mean, he had some good defensive moments, but then you put him in the pick and roll, and he, he was just getting killed. Well, so, that, that that Jordan Clarkson three, where even Kennard was almost like right in his face. But the one Kennard, the, the one off the bank though, I don't I'm not quite yeah. sure. <laughs> I, I don't I don't count that one. I thought that was the I thought that was the other one. That oh, it could have been the other one. I I, re- I remember the bank going. Oh, <laughs> I'll take it. I guess. Hey man, when the bank is open, it's open. The JC experience, I guess. Uh, that bank shot. Um, yeah. So it, it does seem a little odd that you know Terrence Mann didn't play very much this game, but he played you know more last game. Yeah, I don't know. Yogi Ferrell. Uh, former Jazz legends on this team, so who knows? Well, who knows what we're gonna see from this Clipper team? Uh, any any worries, Jared? Um, uh, uh, for uh, for the next couple of games here. Um, I guess the wor- the only concerns I really have would be complacency, and uh, I mean, you know, just getting kind of confident. Oh yeah, we're up 2-0. I I really want the the mentality of you know, job's not finished. Just you know, let's let's celebrate when it's when it, when it's over. And I mean, I get, we, you can celebrate a little bit to get to the conference finals because it'll be the first time that this group has achieved that. But from the Jazz or um, from Jazz fans? No, 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 no. From for the Jazz. Okay. I, I don't. I just make the Jazz fans can celebrate all they want. You know, it's it's up to them. You know, I I, I already told you my position is that is that I don't want. Oh wait, maybe I did. I didn't say that on the podcast. 
I feel like I'm just like I'm just waiting, just waiting to open the spigot and just go all in and get hurt again. <laughs> yeah, because I'm. Uh, we talked about this on spaces and like um, uh, how like you you don't want to give all in because like you don't want to get hurt. But because um, I, I remember that we did a podcast when when Keegs was up Keegs. Um, uh, was on and I asked you guys like what's the, the confidence level of the, you know, this was what you know what was it March no probably February like um, uh, when the Jazz were you know getting through death to and I was like you know what's the confidence about this Jazz team you know winning it all and I think both of you guys said like less than like 30% or like 30% I was like wow wow that seems so low to me because um, you know this Jazz well, team hey, I'm 538 I don't I don't trust the 50% you know, from five thirty. But yeah, I'm not even talking about five thirty. I mean, like, like own personal, like, like I mean, this Jazz team, and I, I hate repeating myself, has felt different all year. I know, and, I'm um, buying in, man. I'm buying in. I guess I'm just scared. Yeah, and I, I, I get it. There's a lot of people. You know, we talk about the PTSD. We talk about this a lot, but I just can't see this Jazz team getting better in the, the next off season. You know, the Jazz have done a lot of things yeah. right in the past. Uh, oh. You know, four or five years. You know, they they went and drafted two All Stars, two superstars. They um, uh, went and got picked up um, uh, good cheap free agents. They went and traded for Mike Conley, uh, stuck with him. They went and got you know Boyan Bogdanovich when their plan A didn't get out. Like everything that they've done so far, it feels like. And I know they you know people are gonna nitpick the second round picks and all this hey, stuff, but hey, let me uh, let me make a comment. The one thing, the one way I think they'll get better: addition by subtraction. Okay, you, I mean, you, you know more, who are subtracting more more Mia on minutes instead of George Nang, but okay, I mean th- that could be that could be fine. Uh, Mia still, I mean, they're, they're, he looked rough tonight. He looked rough tonight. Yeah, uh, I mean, both. I mean, that, that's the thing. They're, they're both he's young. Um, uh, he's more, and, he needs to go in that in that. What do they call the the chamber? But the so time? here's my here's my thing about the Mia and George thing. Um, the hyperbolic time chamber. So here's yeah. the thing about um, uh, uh, Mie. What the hell are you um, guys talking about? <laughs> um, anime. So Dragon Ball. Z, you made but, a Dragon Ball Z reference earlier, so I was continuing the same. So the Mie only thing, like, so it, like we, uh, well, I guess we'll talk about this real quick. If George Nang does leave next year, which I think is probably likely, what are the chances that Mie gets to the same level that George is at right now, and um, in you know year three or in his first year as a as a rotational piece? Um, I don't know. Man. Hard to, that's hard to say. I yeah, don't know. It, it just feels like I'm. Uh, I, I I believe Mia could get to that level, but I don't think it's going to happen in his first year as a. Well, know, I just think better defensively, and then George is. Period. Um. Yeah, I can say that, but also George. I mean, George is not a no slouch. There there were times this year where I thought George was you know much better than Boyan at points, uh, defensively. Like um, uh, you know, uh, he's had he, George has had a rough probably couple games here against the Clippers. Um, uh, it wasn't great last series either, and uh, yeah, he so, had like one good game in last series. But uh, I mean, again, we're talking about the ninth guy who gets twelve minutes a game. So I, I know, but sometimes your ninth guy can swing a game for you, score six points or nine points. Yeah, um, and well, I mean, but uh, again, that's not uh, it's not something I expect every game. So um, I don't know, but um, uh, yeah. So, uh, you know, good game from the, I mean, the Jazz. I'm uh, looking at the, I mean, Joe Ingles, welcome back, Joe Ingles. My God, uh, have I missed oh, Joe Ingles. He's looking so much better than the first round, and I'm so happy about it. First round, <laughs> even just last game. Um, uh, Legend, 
there's that's something true. there's some, something extra exciting when joe seems to do stuff it has just a whole different yeah, kind of just, yeah. <laughs> feel for it like i said it was something that layup he hit after I, it, was, it was it was his layup after they, they lost the lead right was that his layup the way he had to like, one, like touch the top of the backboard and yeah it, it was like it was like the hand of god guided <laughs> that in or something it was just <laughs> that was yeah it was yeah. a maradona hand of god moment and then i'm a joe i'm a like the, the play where like the clippers just don't guard him like they all got confused of who was supposed to guard. Like, I think they all went to. I think all three of them went to go guard Donovan on. I don't even think it was a screen. Oh, it was just a switch, and Donovan. all three of them switched to Donovan. Joe goes to the angle, and he's got to think. Meow. Uh, I'm open. That's my that's my Australian accent. Uh, Fosters, <laughs> Fosters, and he he um uh, yeah he drained a three from down under, and um, yeah just. It- I you know like uh, I, I good Joe Ingles like th- th- doesn't like in game one he had he was so frustrating to watch him pull back the three like not like it was like cool 2018 Joe Ingles is here awesome <laughs> you're um, not wrong that's what it looked like but guys I'm uh, one thing that we haven't talked about and I'm uh, uh, I'm so, you know I'll bring it up here um, do we think we're gonna see Mike Conley at all the series I mean if we keep winning no. I mean, I don't even know if we if we lose the next two, we'll see him. Um, you know, a, a hammy is just is, is crazy. And the problem is, like, if this was like the first time he was dealing with this hammy, maybe I would, maybe I'd be more optimistic. But well, this is you know his third, there's... fourth time this year that he's had to go out with tightness, and it's always been two, three weeks. Maybe tomorrow he gets and he's like, yeah, I'm good. But I I can also say the same that he might not be ready um, uh, by game seven and. Uh, in in two weeks and in the next round or whatever, just like that, you know, Hammy's tightness is is uh is really scary. Like um, uh, well, here's my prediction. Somebody did the math and averaged like all the times that he was out and the number of days it usually took him to recover. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that was gets gets it. Oh, yeah, I, I saw that too, but um, you know. June, so maybe June 14th is a tentative date that we can think maybe he comes back. But yeah, if he has a setback. He's not coming back. Maybe not even a setback. Maybe it's just it's just not healing correctly. Like again, this is he he was out at the end of the season. Uh, he was out um, what you know three quarters through the season, mid season, uh, out last year. I, I think he's he's been out a few times, and you know yeah. you know averages don't work like that. Every injury is new. Every injury is different, and uh, you know there, there's a chance that we might like you know uh, well, again he might he might be ready by game three, but. I'm starting to think that we might not see Mike Conley all series. The only thing I have to go on is Conley said that it felt it didn't feel as severe as the last two, so I don't I don't I don't know what that even means though. I mean, this is also you know <laughs> Donovan also thought he was ready for Game One in Memphis and apparently was not. So, uh... yeah, well, I'm always I'm always just thought I've got nothing to go on other than just my my guess. I think he's back in Game Three. Okay. Right. What that means, I don't know. I think the more fascinating, the, not more fascinating, but an interestingly fascinating question that I'm sure we'll jump into when the off season hits is that they, that's that's a real tough, tough decision they've got in front of them because this is he's not getting he's not getting younger and the injury doesn't seem to be going away. Right. Yeah. The, uh, I was gonna bring up in the off season because like there's a, there's a lot of talk about what he's gonna make this off season and it's interesting because like the way he's playing, um, you know, someone his age is probably looking for. Uh, one more three-year contract, right? He's thirty-six, yeah. so he's 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 probably looking for a, like a three-year deal. 
that's going to pay him um, uh, you know his last big contract uh, that's like you know let's just say let's say 60 total that's 20 million a year and um, you know you, you go to a team like the Knicks where would you get 36 he's 33 33 oh maybe i thought he was going to be 36 or 234 i think right yeah, so um Okay, so 33, 34, but I mean... He's somewhere between 30 and 45. <laughs> yeah. So, um, uh, um, you know, as your last contract, um, uh, you know, he, he probably not, you're not going to get a whole lot of years. Like, whatever Paul Millsap took um, was probably a pretty good deal. Um, but Paul Millsap was still fairly healthy when he, when he signed that deal with Denver. Uh, you know, so I'm thinking, you know, like maybe the... I mean, if you're the Jazz, you're probably going to have to bring him back. And what you hope if you're the Jazz, right, is like you get one more, like solid starter year out of him and then yep. the next the next two years are you hoping that he's a high level backup or you know even a a, a a good enough backup that you can justify paying him 15-ish to 20 million a year uh and you know that's that's it's like it's like it's like what they do with joe ingles like hey we're gonna just pay you for some service for that cheap contract that you had for the first like few years of your of your um uh, your career here in utah so hey. um yeah so it, it sounds like i'm uh if the Jazz pay Mike Conley offseason, it's going to be like, okay, we're going to pay you, basically for one year, and maybe there's like a team option in the third, in the third um, uh, in year or something. Yeah, um, or like a guarantee or something. Who knows? Yeah. And if you want, if you want to know more about it, or you have any interest, and you want updates every every couple hours, McCade Pearson is the guy to follow. <laughs> so, <laughs> if that's the truth. Yep. So um, uh, he he's got he's got his um, pulse on that one for a while, and it, but it is because like I see it, and I, I think to myself. Yeah, I do think he can get some like maybe you know maybe like someone like the Knicks or like we're a Mike Conley away from competing in the East. You know, I, mean, I don't know if they are, but they but might that think that. Be, I think that would be a nice gift for them. They 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 might think that right. Like they got Julius Randle. Um, I mean, their point guards are like Derrick Rose and quickly. So maybe they do need an upgrade there. Uh, it could it could be any number of these teams that are like again the the West is sort of open right now or the West the the NBA is sort of open right now like. Maybe some teams feel like they are one piece away um, from from um, uh, just doing that. Maybe Mike Conley is like that piece they think they can they can get. So, and you know, maybe Mike Conley just likes Utah enough that he's like, you know what, I'm gonna run it back with these guys, and take only ten million dollars. Like, maybe he only signed a one year, fifteen million. Let's say I can make it. You know, it's, I, I probably I would doubt it because you know that injury does scare him. So, um, you know, he he wants a little safety in the. Uh, again, we're talking about millions of dollars. So. Um, yeah, guys, uh, boy, I mean, uh, so Logan, what kind of high are you feeling right now? Oh, it's definitely like definitely teetering on hangover mode right now. It was, it's hard to, when you're watching, when you're watching, like when you're watching all the dudes do the things they do, it's, that's like, that's why we're fans, man. That's why we tune in and watch that stuff. Um, and it's just, I don't know, that's, it, it sounds cheesy and cliche, but like, the way Dom was going and the way they responded. I mean, the third quarters was truly terrible and nerve wracking, but just to watch the way they closed out and made big plays and you know, it was, it was amazing. And that's why we watch. I mean, that's ultimately why we're all fans at the end of the day is we want to see our favorite team do well. So uh, we have different theories on how they go about getting that or what we want to cheer for. And that's fine. But really it was, that's what we've been watching all year for was to see them respond and do things like this. So um, it's just, these, these, there's, there's, we've said it countless times. This team is different, man. They're a different. They're a different group, and I think they've got as good a chance as anyone to 
to finish this thing off. And at that point, I could care less about anything else that ever happens. So. <laughs> um, uh, um, are you comfortable talking about your confidence level in this jazz? Are you superstitious? Do you not want to put it in the, in the universe? Um, no, know? I don't. I, I'm, I'm confident they can win the whole thing. I mean, I really do. I think it's up to them. I, 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 I have to look at it more, and I'm sure I'll be wrong. But honestly, I still – I know it's going to sound blasphemous right now as I put other people on blast for it, but I, the Phoenix Suns don't scare me. I know they should scare me, but I really don't. I, I just think that full strength you can match up fine with them. I think, but I, I don't know. They all my my last remaining fear is what comes out of the East. Um, probably, probably the Nets, and we, the we Nets, have, and, that, and, uh, and the funny thing is that we've put we've all put the Nets out of our minds this year because we always think about the West, like you never think about the East. And this yeah. is the year, like oh crap, we have to think about the the East now. And I want to I want to use all the generic things that we've said, like okay, it's a bunch of dudes only play offense. They have they don't have any chemistry. They haven't played together. The bottom line is when those three dudes play, or even two of those three dudes play, uh, they 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 do very very well. Right. Um, yep. And they, and then even the resurgence of Blake Griffin, <laughs> which yeah. is truly so. Um, and they, 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 they've got what they've got a lot more good dudes on there. I know we joked about them just Nick Claxton, Blake Griffin. Yeah, they've got some good dudes. Yeah, I mean, what's his name? What's the what's the Joe, Joe Harris. Harris? Is that his name? I mean, that's Joe, not a, Joe like, Harris is a solid role player. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah well, he's he's been pushed to being that kind of role player, whereas he could be something. He was something more before this. So uh, they're they're a very they're a very good team, and I. I I wouldn't. I that 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 one still scares me because it's three superstars on one team, and it's a hell of a story for the NBA. And that part does make me nervous because that 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 brings back all the PTSD of, of years before, which is the Jazz aren't the favorite of anyone, and then you got to compete with three superstar calls. It's just it, it it does terrify me. That's the one group that still makes me nervous. I don't I don't even know how they would go about you know doing that. I guess time yeah, would tell. I don't a, think anyone really. That's a, that maybe that right. worked to. The Nets' advantages—they didn't play. No one got to see them full strength, really. So, yep. uh, I mean, again, that's a cover for the horse. Well, we like, saw so. we saw them full strength for like a series, and they, then they lost James Harden. Right. Yeah. Um, uh, Jay, I don't even remember what, what question I just asked Logan. What was the question? Confidence level. <laughs> confidence level. Right. Confidence level. Uh, my I, spigot. My spigot is fully open. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, after this game, we get one more win, and I'm I'm. Dude, I'm at like a 80. percent Like, I feel like this jazz. I know this jazz team is legit. I don't. I I like Logan. Do not feel like I should be afraid of the Suns per se. I mean, I know the Suns are a very good team, but I do think we can beat them. Um, the the only thing that that gives me pause is that jazz jazz fans in particular don't want to say that Devin Booker has improved defensively when he's made huge strides in that area, uh, which is, you know, impressive for him. That doesn't mean he's a world beater defensively, but he's certainly been a better def- defender than Donovan has been this year. Um, honestly, I just, I really do think the Jazz can come out. What they've shown me these first two games without Mike Conley, I'm just, I am, I am really impressed, man. There's, you, you, if you tell me we're going to get the, the two games pretty convincingly at home, I mean, I know we have altitude on our side here and everything like that, but still, man, I mean. Did you call these two wins pretty convincingly? Uh, convincing to me because they were close games and the Jazz closed down the stretch. The Jazz closed. I mean. <laughs> that is what I wanted to see from them. All right. 
the Jazz closing because we haven't been closing games all that well all year when they've been close. It's like we talked about early. I felt they were convincing wins to me as a fan who has watched this team all year. I guess you and I have different, like, I mean, the, yeah, jazz, the they, jazz were... No, 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 you're right, because people would normally say the, the Jazz won it running away or whatever. That would be like they won by 15. You know, it was never in doubt. No, but to me, as a, as a, in my head, I'm convinced that this team is legit because of the way they played down the stretch in these two games and the way they put the put the Clippers away. Yeah, and they they can play better. They haven't played their best yet, I guess. Uh, uh, from what I heard, they played their they played their best game um, uh, uh, in game one. So tonight it must be their second best game. Yeah, well, they've had two only two great halves, you know. So, yeah, so but, but Jared Jared's one win away from being just soaking wet. I can't wait to see it. Yeah, just um, just get in there, man. Um, uh, who has a shout out today? You guys both have shout outs, or uh, she's been shouting out this whole whole podcast. I don't so. have any. I don't have anybody left. I don't. Yeah, uh, we like like we we are starting to come down from the high, and like, I mean, like honestly, you know, we're like the three best at Twitter. So like, it's just hard to find anyone else. You know, people who are worthwhile <laughs> at it. So that was the, we, that was the best. Pretty, thing let's, let's let's I shout out Hootran and go well, the distance. Is who I shout out Hootran <laughs> Superman and go the distance. DJ Honeypaws too. Yeah, she was. She was. She was. She was pulsating while watching the game. Sometimes she's just tweeting, but she was yelling and screaming. And dude, I am. I'm so. I'm so here for all in DJ. She was trying to rattle. She was. She was trying to. She did some cheer about shaking the shit out of the bottom of your pants. I don't know what it was. It made. It made no sense, but the passion was there, and that's all that matters. I'm so here for for all in on the jazz, DJ. The important part is, you know, you can't take her to a game because she'll be throwing fecal matter everywhere and encouraging people to do the same, which is, there's not really an appropriate response for that. <laughs> uh, J-Rod, um, uh, your final thoughts here. Uh, my final thoughts, if you do, if you guys want to shout out, um, I mean, I, I, can, I have one in particular, which I, th- I thought was pretty damn hilarious. Um, let me just uh, just pull it up real quick a tweet that Tanner Martin got tagged in and then the text of a conversation he apparently was having for someone but someone made it to Twitter and it's just like it's the funniest thing that I saw tonight and this is a night with a lot of funny stuff going on um that was oddly sorry. not specific okay yeah uh, well, no, 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 no. I'm gonna read it okay. I had to find it first I had to find it first <laughs> there we go I, if so Ashley Nico uh with two O's said, if I unfollow all of sports Twitter today, just know that it's Tanner Martin's fault. Okay. And this, and this is why, no, it just means I'm watching the game. Ha ha ha. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. Suddenly, suddenly, I suddenly know what everyone's talking about. And then Tanner's like, my heart could just burst. And then Ashley says, sports Twitter has rubbed off on me. And Tanner says, well, you've rubbed off on, on lots of sports Twitter. And she says, Tanner. It's like, that is freaking like, wow. Tanner, wow. Is that a dry hump reference? <laughs> yeah, I guess. That, was, that is like, what the hell, Tanner? That was an exciting minute of podcasting, folks. All right. You can delete that. You can delete that. Um, no, let's, uh, let's keep it on. Let's, uh, let's, I want people to leave knowing that was the, how we're ending the podcast. I, <laughs> no, man. Ending the podcast is Space Jam's out in 35 days. <laughs> I hate that saying. Is, is it 30? It's 39 or 35? I can't 35. Remember. We'll see you guys next time. Bye.